0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand. The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Wonderful. You look so beautiful from here. Colorful. Beautiful. It's like you're reflecting heaven. (laughs) You know, heaven is full of... I haven't been there, but I hear that there are colors that are not on the earth. <laughs> so, I'm told that when you see green in heaven, it, you, you, you know, the green we have here can be compared. And when, you see, when you see all the colors that you see here, when you see their heavenly version, it's something else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's life. The colors are full of life. And that's how God is. Amen. God is God is good and He is He's full of life. Amen. You know, today we're celebrating our heritage, Amen. you know, as um, as people of God, as a nation, you know, celebrating our heritage. And I want you to know that there is no culture that is superior to the other. Amen. There's none that is inferior. There is God in every culture. Amen. Yeah. There's an aspect of God in every culture. So what we're doing is we're, we're celebrating everything. You see, you see the dance that you saw here? <laughs> I remember years ago, you know, I was at a conference and there was this, uh, this minister from the Caribbeans and he saw, he saw people dancing and he was upset. <laughs> he was upset. He said, no, this is demonic. <laughs> I said, no, my friend, it's not like that. The dance doesn't belong to the devil. Amen. Come on. Amen. It belongs to who? God. To God. Yes. Why should the devil have all the good things? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. It belongs to God. And the devil wants to hijack things that God has given to us. To enjoy. The Bible says he gives us all things richly to enjoy. Including our cultures. Hallelujah. So there are good things in every culture. There are bad things as well. Don't make no mistake about that. But we're celebrating the good. The life of God. So there's an expression of God that the vendor will bring. Come on. Yes, there's an expression of God that the Africans will bring. There's a, an expression of God that the Zulu will bring. And so on and so forth. So we celebrate everyone. Yes? So, why don't we just take a moment, just take a moment, just thank God. Just, just, just thank the Lord for your culture, the culture we've been blessed with. You know, this is a melting pot of cultures. We celebrate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bless your name. Give you glory, praise, and honor. My Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. As we celebrate our culture, we thank you for our culture. We thank you for our diversity. We thank you for our differences. We thank you, O oh Father, for the beauty in each and every one. We celebrate, appreciate each and every one. We receive each and every one. Hallelujah. Let them be expressions of your glory. Thank you, Lord. Give you praise, Amen. Amen. And as as we celebrate, you know, maybe I should say uh, the Pumi would like this: a happy Jewish New Year. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the Jew in our midst. Yeah, we'll celebrate everyone. Sorry? Okay. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Glory to God. Yes. So, um, we're going to go into the Word of God. I want to speak on what I call breaking cultural prejudice. If we're going to reach the harvest, if we are going to reach the harvest, we have to deal with this matter. Okay? We have to break it. Turn to someone and say, breaking cultural prejudice. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We glorify you. We give you praise and honor. Thank you for your word, which is alive, which is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Oh Lord, as your word comes, let there be revelation. Let there be understanding. Open our eyes. Let veils be removed. Let scales fall off our eyes. Show us what you want us to see. Lord my God, let us be redeemed, let us be rescued from every bias, every prejudice that has restricted us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, to begin with, the great commission, all right? It's a multicultural commission. The great, in fact, let's go back to The first great commission was given to Abraham. (laughs) Okay? In Genesis chapter 12, let's look at Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12, God is speaking to Abraham from verse 1. He says, now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. All right. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Now, look at verse three. Key verse. He says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse them, uh, those who, him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Alright, so that's the genesis of the Great Commission. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So God, God's call for Abraham was not just to raise and start up a Hebrew nation. Okay, that was not the ultimate of Abraham's call. The ultimate of Abraham's call was Every family on the earth, every family, if it is a vendor family, Abraham, listen, as you get blessed, there is a portion of your blessing that belongs to the vendor nation. Come on, Abraham, there is a portion of the blessing that is bestowed upon you that belongs to the Zulu nation. Abraham, there is a portion of the blessing that has come upon you that belongs to the closer nation. And so on and so forth. So you can trace your heritage. If you go far enough, you will trace it to Abraham. Are you following me? Yeah. So so I want I don't allow anyone to make you feel inferior. That's devilish. That's devilish. I don't care your orientation. I don't care how you have been brainwashed or programmed. Listen to the word of God. Yeah. So, we need to understand the heart of God concerning the nations. Amen. Amen. And so when God says, go into all nations, the word nations is from the Greek word ethnos, which is speaking of ethnic groups. It's not just the land, the geographical Land landmass. Jesus didn't come for the landmass. Although the landmass will benefit for the coming uh, from the coming of Jesus, but he came for the ethnic groups, every tribe and tongue. Hallelujah! Even those tribes that you feel are too barbaric. <laughs> You know, like when you when you when you study the scriptures, you see that the Jews there were some tribes that were considered barbaric, barbarians they called them. So, in other words, anyone that didn't speak the Hebrew language was just blabbing, barbarian, bab, bab. Wow. <laughs> So the the call uh, of God upon Abraham was for every nation, but then the Jewish or the Hebrew nation got to a point that they contained the call and they would not go to other nations. God's plan was for every nation to know God through the Hebrew nation. And that's why during the time of Solomon, People came from far and near. Okay. Yeah. So since you won't go to the nations, let the nations come to you. So the queen of Sheba from the south, from Ethiopia, went all the way to Jerusalem. The gospel was meant for every household. For every tribe. For every tongue. The covenant God made with Abraham. Yes, it began with the Hebrew nation. But it was not supposed to end there. So they lost sight of their commission. They lost sight of it. And they began to worship their culture. Instead of worshipping God. So that's why by the time Jesus came, Jesus said, you, you guys, what, what's wrong with you? And that's why Jesus was able to show the true heart of God. He was able to show the true heart of God for the nations. Although when Jesus commissioned his disciples, his, his, the, the, when he commissioned the twelve, he said to them, you only go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Remember that? Yeah. And there was a time, there was a time element for Israel to receive salvation. So God gave them the privilege of hearing the clear, the true message first. Because of his, his, his uh, covenant with Abraham. And so, they had a covenant right to healing. If you remember, I think it's in Matthew 15 or so, where the the Greek woman, the Syrophoenician woman came. Her child was tormented by demons. Right? And and she came and she said, Oh, um, have mercy on me. My child is being tormented by a demon. And Jesus said, No, it's not fitting to give. The children's bread to dogs. Now, Jesus was not prejudiced. Don't. Prejudice is a sin. Jesus never committed a sin. So that statement Jesus made was not out of prejudice. As a matter of fact, Jesus most likely was trying to help that woman to see. He was, he was trying to help her to see something, okay, that, 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 um, that she didn't see. But what is prejudice? Maybe we should start from there. What is prejudice? Prejudice is for you to prejudge without adequate information. Or experience, or exposure. So, for you to decide that women are like this—you know, all women are like this—have have you have you heard statements like that? Yeah. So, you have not, you have not been exposed to all women. Do you Do you understand? You've not been exposed to all women, but then you say oh, women are like this. You see, when you make statements like that, that's a prejudice. Because you don't have enough information. And you have not been exposed to all women. On what basis do you make such a statement? Hello? That's a prejudice. Or when you say, all men are like this. Have you met all men? Have you experienced all men? You see? That's how prejudice comes. Or if you say, all Zulus are like this. Have you? (laughs) That's right. You get it. You get it all the time. That's right. Have you experienced all Zulus? On what authority do you make that statement? Come on. Prejudice. Or you say, all foreigners are like this. On what basis? Can you see? Yeah. On what basis do you make that statement? It's only God that has met all of them. And he, he who has met all of them cannot make such a statement. So who are you to make such a statement? Can you see the pride in our heart? Prejudice is a manifestation of pride. It's a form of pride. Pride, there are many types of pride. There are many expressions of pride. Yeah. Many expressions of pride. You know, I've heard people say, Oh, Zimbabweans are like this. Hello. What an ignorant statement. Come on. Can we be truthful? Yeah. It's ignorant. Actually, it's dumb. It's beyond ignorance. It's dumb to make such a statement. With such limited exposure. With such limited experience. With such limited information. You make such statements. <laughs> yeah. So, there's is, there is so much that we hear, you know. Pe- words are being thrown around here and there. And l- listen, my people, we need to learn to think properly. To, 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 to accurately discern. Accurately interpret. Okay. The Bible says, He that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged by no man. There's no way say, Oh, white people are like this. Oh, white people are like this. Why, why do you say that? Why? How many of them do you know? Of all the millions on the earth today, how many have you experienced? What is the percentage? What is the research you have done that has brought you to this conclusion? And what research methodology did you use? Come and share it with us. Let us understand. Let us see how you came to this conclusion. What method did you use? Prejudice. (laughs) That's the method you use. Prejudice is your research method. Yo. Can you see that you see how sin affected us in ways we have we we we're still discovering the impact of sin on humanity. These things are a product of sin, are a product of sin. So each and every one of us has some form of prejudice that we need to be delivered from. have form of prejudice that we need to be delivered from. Otherwise, we will be limited. We will limit how much God can use us and how much God can trust us. So imagine someone that believes huh, that all suitors are like this. And God's blessing, the destiny that God has for him, Is planted in a Sultu culture. Can you see how he 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 has excluded himself immediately? Immediately, he has excluded himself from God's blessing. (laughs) Yeah. Say, Lord, deliver me from prejudice. (laughs) Deliver me. We, need, we all need to be free from this thing. It's sinful. It is evil. It's ungodly. It's ungodly. Yeah. I will never trust. It's <laughs> younger man. Never, never. Huh? Maybe because you had a bad experience with one. Come on. You had a bad experience with one. That one now represents all of them. What wisdom. (laughs) Can you see? Can you see how the devil plays games with us? And continues to keep us in bondage and hinders us from obeying God. And this is not new, it's it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. As I said, the Great Commission is multi multicultural. Come on, multiracial. Yes? yes. Multi ethnic. Yeah. Multilingual. Yeah. Huh? Multi, just keep adding. <laughs> All the Maltese. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Let's go to Matthew twenty eight. You see, when my wife and I met, and we, before we got married, we had an agreement. Okay? And that agreement was that wherever God wants us to be is home. God's will is our home. So, in other words, although we are of a West African extraction, Yeah, we're not bound to that. We're not bound to that. Wherever He wants us, that is home. And there are some of you that need to be delivered. They need to be delivered from certain <laughs> attachments so that you can fulfill the great commission. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you ask me, uh, are you South Africa? I am by choice. Yeah, you are not by choice. You were born. You didn't, you, you, you didn't choose. I chose. So I'm a better one than you. yeah I'm a better one than you 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 didn't choose you just you just came out here yeah but for some of us we made a choice so we didn't choose because it's perfect we didn't choose because there are no challenges come on We didn't choose because the place is just full of angels. That's not the reason. There has to be a higher purpose. There has to be a higher purpose. Hallelujah. So I don't care what the politics says, but the earth is alone and the fullness thereof. My father owns the entire real estate of the globe. Do you understand? And I have a right to be anywhere. And I'm, I'm not married to any culture. I have a kingdom culture. I'll celebrate every culture. But the one I'm married to is the heavenly one. Hallelujah. So I see the value. I see the good. You know. There are things, if I start breaking down South African cultures and what I like in all of them, you'll be amazed. Yeah, there's good in all of them. Tremendous good, I'm telling you. But you might not know. Someday I'll tell you if you pay me well. <laughs> because I can see you want me to go there. I'm not going, I refuse. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, can't, you know, there are strengths you have. You know, in every, in every culture, there are strengths. You know, I lived in Zimbabwe for years. There are some strengths there. You know, there are some strengths I see from Lipopo. There are some strengths I see from the Zulu. There are some strengths I see. You know, from uh, I lived in we lived in, I, I'm saying I, but we, you know, as a family, we lived in all these places. But there are things you observe. Because one of the things you, as a missionary, all right, there's what is known as cultural exegesis. Okay, cultural exegesis is where you are able to, you know, unravel that culture study it go into it and bring out the good from there and see how it applies to the gospel and then use the gospel present it through that lens you don't just come and impose your no 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 that was a mistake missionaries made in the past so they came every drum in africa is a demon Every dance in Africa is a demon. Do you understand? Even your dressing, you must wear suit and tie. If you are properly saved. All of that nonsense must stop. No, it must stop. I mean, I, I have no problem wearing suit and tie. But don't tell me that what... I mean, look at all this beauty. Don't tell me that. This is beautiful. Sometimes the suit and tie is so dull and so, you know, boring. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. But when you come to Africa, you see vibrance. Hallelujah. Life. Colorful. You see color. God is a maker of colors. So, no prejudice. Prejudice. Is allowed in this house, okay? Be liberated, be set free from every prejudice, my Lord. Let's look at a few scriptures before we, um, before we go home. Um, what? <clears throat> let's look at a scripture in. Who are some of the people you think about that were prejudiced? First of all, remember last week we talked about Samaritans? You know, um, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. In fact, let's start from there. In John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, Jesus asked this woman, Give me water to drink. You know, in verse 7 of John chapter 4, A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For the disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me? A Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. No business. Not even transaction. If, in fact, even if they're going to make profit, if it's a Samaritan, they cut, cut it off. Haven't you come across people like that? They say, hey, no, I can't do business with somebody from this tribe. I've seen it. <laughs> So the woman is like, there's no transaction between us. There's there's no dealings. In fact, I don't even know how the disciples bought food from Samaria. How did they buy food? Because they had to deal in order to get food. So who did they? Did they go there looking for a Jew who is selling to buy from? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, asking. So if the Jews have no dealings, the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Who, how did they buy food from Samaria? You think so? Maybe they were liberated. Okay, possibly. It's possible. But the general consensus is that there's no dealings. Not even trade. No dealings. Prejudice. Somebody say prejudice. Prejudice. Can you see how powerful prejudice is? It can block the flow of resources. Prejudice can affect the economy. It can affect the economy. Yeah, prejudice. Oh, my goodness. It will. They have no dealings, no economic ties with with the Samaritans. Why? Now, these are their half-brothers. But because of prejudice. They've judged every Samaritan to be unworthy to interact with them. (laughs) May we be delivered... From every seed of prejudice, from every form of prejudice, may we all be set free. Yeah. They have no dealings. And you can see Jesus didn't, wasn't a party to all of that nonsense. Yeah, he wasn't a party to that. Give me a drink. The disciples, when the disciples came, they were shocked. What? Jesus, you are talking to a Samaritan woman. You. She's a Samaritan. I'm even a woman. You you are a rabbi. You shouldn't talk to a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody once said that women are devils. No, I'm serious. From the pulpit. Now, may God help us. May God help us. Even as pastors, may God help us. Deliver us from our prejudices. May God help us. What a sad statement. To come from a pulpit. Very sad. I don't don't know what inspired that, but obviously it's a prejudice. Because he has not interacted with every woman. He doesn't have the authority, whether spiritual, moral, or intellectual, or whatever form of authority. He doesn't have the authority to make such a statement. It's a prejudice. And it's sinful. It stinks before God. How can such a statement. But that's why we all need help. We all need help. May God deliver us. Lord, deliver us from every form of prejudice in the name of Jesus. Whatever the prejudice, the ones we've made up, the ones we've inherited, the ones we've been mentored into. Lord, deliver us from all of them. Yes. Deliver us. We want to reach every nation. How can we do that? In fact, our name is even against prejudice. Hallelujah. Every nation. Come on, hear that. Every nation. yeah, Every nation, church. We, we, our our church is 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 against prejudice you know and it's based on the word of god it's not just church tradition it's it is the word of god hallelujah so we see here that um, okay let's keep from here let's let's keep from here Let's look at another example of prejudice, okay? In um, Galatians chapter 2. In Galatians chapter 2, we see here, um, Paul is is giving us some insight into the great apostle. (laughs) Great apostle Peter, okay? He says in verse 11, he says, Now when Peter had come, when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. Okay? But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. So that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. My goodness. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you being a Jew live in the manner of gentiles and not as the Jews why do you compel gentiles to live as Jews why so peter before before the the um before the team from jerusalem from james came they were in antioch 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 is a is a gentile city okay they, they were in Antioch, and Peter was eating freely with the Gentiles. They would eat freely. And when these guys from Jerusalem arrived, and when these guys from Jerusalem arrived, Peter withdrew. He cleaned his mouth. Let nobody know that I've eaten. He withdrew himself. Okay? And he, he withdraws himself, and then he's 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 pretending. That he doesn't, he, does, he doesn't mix with Gentiles. He doesn't eat with Gentiles. And Paul is looking at this thing. He says, what is this? Thank God for Paul. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter, who is the chief apostle? The chief apostle. The one Jesus spoke in Matthew 16. says, you are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. And he says i give you the keys of the kingdom the peter who was given the keys of the kingdom that is this is the man that's supposed to open the nations into the for the kingdom of god and pe- prejudice is blinding his eyes can you see the power of prejudice how is he going to fulfill the the great commission with prejudice So Paul is sitting and he sees he's seeing through this thing. And all the other Jews, because Peter withdrew, they also start withdrawing. And they start pretending as if they are not mixing with Gentiles. Because they don't know what the people in Jerusalem are going to say. Do you understand? This is the church of Jesus Christ we're talking about. Yeah. And so Paul says, Peter, What's wrong with you? With all due respect, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, violating protocol here. But this is wrong, what you're doing. You're setting a bad example to these guys. And even Barnabas was carried away. Because some of us, we make decisions based on what other people are, are doing. other people are saying, not based on what God is saying. I don't want anyone in this church to make decisions just because because we are going this way. Ask questions. Know why we do what we do. You get my point. Don't just be a blind follower. Ask questions. Don't, Don't be... You know, I might have my own preference. And that's okay, I'm allowed to. Okay? But my preference doesn't have to be your preference. Do you get my point? Yeah, doesn't have to be your preference. Because as a human being, God made us after his, in his image after his likeness. Come on, underline likeness. There is what you like. Okay? There is a likeness I have that you don't have. I got it from God. But it's a fraction of his likeness. But there is also a likeness you have that I don't have. And you got it from God as well. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. That's how God made us. So otherwise, we, I, we'll just be like wood. Yeah, you know. So, Bongwe has a likeness for the gym. <laughs> he tortured me in the gym one time. I will never forget you, Bongwe. You're amazing. <laughs> so, he has a likeness for that. and That's fine. I can't judge him because of his likeness. Do you, do you understand me? Yeah, I tried that gym thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tried it. And I was going faithfully, faithfully. <laughs> Carry this, hey, do this, yeah. <laughs> I said, but it's painful. He says, yeah, the pain is good. good. You see? So after that, I found what I (laughs) like. I found my own likeness. So when I get tired of my likeness, I will go to Bongwe's likeness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So because you like something, everybody that likes, that doesn't like what you like is wrong. What kind of gospel is that? (laughs) But that's how we are. Let's grow up. Touch your neighbors and say, neighbor, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up. Yeah, let's grow up. Come on. Let's grow up. Yeah. If we are going to reach every nation, okay. if we are going to reach every nation, we must be liberated from every form of prejudice. You don't have enough information. You don't have enough exposure. You don't have enough experience to conclude that a particular group in a particular, a particular way. You don't have. Don't make those statements. Even if you hear people say it, don't join them to say it. You should know better as children of God. Do you get my point? You should know better. In fact, you should educate them. You see, ask them, on what basis do you make such a statement? Ask them. How much exposure have you had to this group of people that you is it the 12 that you are in your circle that now represent the entire tribe is it is it the 12 that you you've been exposed to let's grow up because if God now decides to send you to a place i remember years ago you know i mean well growing up as a child part of my childhood i spent part of my childhood in the uk all right then as i grew up as an adult i didn't like the uk i i didn't like it i i if, I, if, there's, a, if there's a stronger word i don't want to use it but you know it i didn't like it i didn't like that place but you know what God sent me there to study. It was. (sighs) Now I was there and I was complaining. I said, God, this place, I don't don't like this place. God said, shut up. You have to learn to like this place. You have to learn to receive these people. You have to learn to love these people. You have to learn to embrace them. I had to start learning to open up. Why I had a prejudice, I had certain experiences as a child, you know, living there. And you see, I have a I have a memory that I can remember things from when I was four. You understand? So I can I can remember things, so I still have fresh memories. So because of that, I made certain decisions i became prejudiced so god sent me there i i mean i had a scholarship to the to 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 an american uh institution you know and god would not allow me go there rather he sent me to where i didn't like to humble me of my prejudice and to teach me how to open up. So after that, I stop disliking people. Because if I say I, don't, I I can't stand it, God might just send me there. So I don't I don't I don't want to. Yeah, that has been my experience. So I, jo- I learned quickly to adjust. I remember years ago, I was in a West African country. You know, I was there. As I landed at the airport, I started complaining. I said, what kind of place is this? And I was complaining, complaining, complaining. And one day I was complaining. God said, shut up. He said, if you know what I have for you here, you would start celebrating and thanking me for bringing you here. I'm telling you. I had to repent. I said, God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And you know what? That was the place where God put a foundation for my calling. That's where it was laid. Right there. in The nation of Gambia. Small country in West Africa. It became my first love. Gambia became my first love. I made friends. I made family there. Up till today, I'm in touch. I was part of a church plant then, And I'm telling you, God did work in my heart. God opened my eyes to things while I was there. But that was a place I was complaining about, saying, God, no! Ignorant statements. I was making, but God forgave me, and helped me, and enriched my life, up till today, oh my goodness, there was a time I wanted to go back there, to go and live there, I should tell you how, how much God had worked on my heart, be open to the nations, Amen? open. Let God do a work in you and make you ready for the Great Commission. Embrace cultures that are different to yours. It's okay. You're not losing anything. You would rather be enriched. My life was enriched in the UK. My life was enriched in Cameroon. My life was enriched in Gambia. My life was enriched in Guinea. My life was enriched in Ghana. My life was enriched in Togo. Come on, my life was enriched in Benin Republic. My life was enriched in Zimbabwe. My life is enriched here. My life, I can go on and on and on. These are all places that I've been in. And experience different cultures. Hallelujah. Are you ready? To get rid of your prejudice. And let God use you. Let God use you to reach another culture. And let God use another culture to bless your life. Are you following me? There is something that belongs to you. That God planted in another culture. What have that's what I've realized. God has a tendency of hiding what you need in places you are likely to despise. Write that, you can tweet it. Tell it, tell you, it's tweetable. <laughs> yeah, God has a tendency of hiding what you need. a culture you are likely to despise so if you allow prejudice you'll miss it and when you get to heaven you now discover this was actually supposed to have contributed this to your life to enable you to achieve this which you were praying for but your prejudice blinded you to this so because of that you'd never fulfill this but it's okay although you are crying you are blessed that you're in heaven Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Prejudice is terrible. It will limit you. It will limit your experience of God's blessing. It will limit your ability to minister to people. It will limit your capacity, you know, to fulfill your destiny. It will limit your ability to fulfill the Great Commission. So we must get rid of it.